Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I am Sabrina Justison, one of your hosts, and I'm here with Vicki Tillman and Kim Smythe. And we are delighted to talk with you about all things homeschool high school. Today, we're not going to talk about only academics. We're going to talk about character development. And we're going to have a lot of fun with that because it is super important and it is actually um, fascinating. And we all want to have a perfect teen who never does anything wrong. Mm. Exactly. That is the goal of parenting. And so we're going to teach you in five easy steps how to have a perfect teen who never, ever does anything wrong. And the next podcast will be for your teen to how to have the perfect parent who never does anything wrong. Yes. And then we're going to follow that with a podcast that says you can eat whatever you want, never exercise, and still be a perfect weight and level of fitness so yeah yeah um, yeah if you haven't figured it out we're kidding <laughs> <laughs> we really are going to talk about character development though but oh, before good. we before we jump into that let's uh let's talk about a little bit of what some of our kids are doing now that they're crossing that line from teen into adulthood because that's kind of what we're all aiming for if we're homeschooling high school we've got kids in that that space there where they're about to launch into the adult world and uh, they really will get there. They will, mm-hmm. right? So Vicky has a, a kid having adventures at college. Yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. sometimes you get to see their opinion of our character development process, you know, <laughs> when they grow up. So my uh, youngest, who is in college now, took a whole, well, was in a bus going up to Philly with a whole bunch of uh, other students for an opera, being a music major, so good experience for him. And so while he was there, they had time to kill before the opera started and the teacher just sent them out, you know, go explore and do what you want. And uh, all of these young people who were in the program started wandering off. And and he is a transfer student, so he came in his junior year. So he didn't know any of the kids yet, early in the program. And not one student you know, a bunch of them knew each other, but not one student came up and included him. And so he he was complaining to his older brother um, and saying, all of the social skills we learned in high school of including new people and helping them feel welcome, I had to decide to use because nobody else had them. So... He used them, and it was hard work, and he made friends. So I was glad he had those tools. But it's so funny to to hear them like, it was such hard work, and now I have to do it again. It's kind of like real life. Yeah. It is, and that's that's what's funny. I think that a lot of times they think, when they're in junior high and high school, that these things that we make them practice – These are somehow kid things, and they're not. They're life things. You're going to be on the job. You're going to be in a community group. You're going to be at a church. You're going to be taking classes somewhere. You're going to be with people in all kinds of uncomfortable, not I already know everyone and this is familiar kind of settings for the rest of your life. And if, if if you can instill that kind of confidence in your kids to where they have something to pull out of their toolkit to use... Yeah, it's going to make the world a better place. Even if they don't want to, they can make the choice. I know how to interact with people. I know how to be the facilitator to make 
connections happen. Yeah, that it just happens. You, you go to a new church, or you move somewhere, or you start a new job, or you get interviewed. Yeah. Those are character development kind of skills. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny. My husband and I were driving home from church on Sunday, and we we were in a fairly new to this church, uh, several months in, but. Um, and I, I am pretty shy by nature. You wouldn't know it. Amazing, if you put me isn't it? In, <laughs> but it is true. <laughs> put me in front of 500 people in a room and I am totally comfortable. But if I have to make small talk with five people on a bench waiting for a bus, oh, it's very <laughs> hard. And don't even ask her to go to a baby shower. Oh, man. <laughs> baby so. showers are like, they're so hard. It's really hard. But anyway, so yeah, so we were driving home from church and... My husband, who is much friendlier and more extroverted than I am, he's the kind of guy that, like, walks through the Walmart, and by the time he leaves, he's made five new friends, you know? Indeed. Yay, um, Fred. <laughs> so we were coming, we were driving home, and, and he said, um, he said, now, did you talk to so-and-so today? Because she seemed really quiet. And I said, no, I was ta- I spent some time talking to her last Sunday, so I try to, like, find someone new to chat with each week. And he said, you have a system for this? <laughs> Brett, I have to. Or I'm just going to gravitate to the couple of people that I've already started to get comfortable around. And I'm just going to hide there. But I pick one new person. I can't do more than one a week or my blood pressure goes through the roof. But I pick one new person each week and I go. But again, it's not, I don't have to find it comfortable or fun. But I have the tool available. I know that I can go up and I can say this. And that will start an easy get-to-know-you conversation. And, you know, I think we're doing our kids a disservice if we're not giving them those tools so that Indeed. they can pull them out. Mm-hmm. So true. When they need so to. true. All right, so let's talk about some of the kinds of things that we're referring to as tools in that toolkit for character development and equipping them for social situations and community situations. So for us, character development isn't having a perfect kid who never does anything wrong. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Having perfect kids who never do anything wrong makes parenting very much easier. Sure. So I would imagine I've never seen anyone living that dream, but (laughs) just think how boring it would be. You know, I'm not a perfect mom. Why should my kids be perfect? I'm pretty sure none of us will be, right? But if they if the goal is that their character, their skills, their personality is developed and they are confident that they can make good choices, mm. that's to us, I think, more what character development is. Yeah. And that is so much more important than anything that goes on a transcript. You know, when you really think about what you want for your kids, it's for them to have that inside of them. Yeah, and let's just be really clear, too, here at the start of the podcast. We're not confusing character and personality. Every kid's personality Mm. is their own. And we are all about exploring and celebrating the uniqueness in each individual kid in our family. Big time. So they can enjoy and accentuate their personalities and their characters they can develop. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And the tools are the same for everyone. How they're going to use them is going to vary from personality to personality. But yeah, my husband is never going to have to make himself go up and chat with a stranger. It just comes naturally to him. But that idea that teaching him some questions to ask that make the stranger feel (laughs) valued and, you know, respected and heard, that's a tool that's going to work for him as well as for me. Indeed. Absolutely. All right. So social skills. Let's, Let's start there. What are the kinds of social skills that we sometimes see adults who perhaps were never 
given those tools, <laughs> what are some of the pitfalls that we want our kids to, to be ready to handle down the road? Well, the obvious one, because that's the new topic here mm -hmm. and because of uh, my son's adventure, is just how to include new people in. Mm -hmm. So I, I think everybody's probably had the experience where they, they go to a new church or something and not a soul speaks to them, mm -hmm. which makes it easy to slip in and slip out without you know getting pressured to run the Sunday school class. But, <laughs> um, but all, all kids need the friendliness, the Christ-likeness of being able to walk up to somebody new in a group and say, hi, my name is, what's yours? Mm -hmm. And even just smile at someone. You know, it's, it's such an interesting thing like that. We are also different. So for somebody who maybe is an extrovert, you might want the person who comes up to and introduces themselves to spend 20 minutes with you. But maybe if you're not, you might just want them to introduce themselves and smile and keep on going. So to be a little bit in tune also to, to what the other person's needs are and watch their cues, their nonverbals and, yeah. um, and, and their comfort level. Yeah. And then when they're the new kid in the group and if there aren't socially skilled people in the group to put their shoulders back and their chin up and to walk up to somebody and say, hi, my name is, mm. because that's an important skill too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So how to be the new person and how to welcome the new person. Yeah, big time. Sounds really simple and it's not. It's really something that becomes easy with practice. Mm -hmm. And intentionality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's talk about intentionality a little bit. Good word. Ooh. Nice segue to the next bullet point. Intentionality. <laughs> I have a kid who, who likes to observe um, the world around him and comment on what he sees. And he has recently said that he thinks that a lot of what's wrong with millennials is they lack intentionality and they live lives reactively. Okay, granted, it's a lot of vocabulary and he likes to talk that way, but... He was um, the one in the philosophy the class. The one in the philosophy like, class, yes. Yes, And he's just indeed. awesome. He's just a wonderful he's guy. A, he's a hoot. But uh, interesting, interesting observation. And mm -hmm. I, actually, I've seen a lot of it, that there's a lot of reacting to... Um, we're in a presidential election year and coming mm. into the fall, and I hear a lot of young people who are very quickly reacting to all kinds of hot topics in the news and stuff coming up in the debates. But if you ask them to think through, okay, so what would you suggest as possible solutions to explore? Mm. They blink at you like a deer in the headlights. That idea of thinking through, okay, so what, what shall we do? What goals can we set? What steps can we take? And when they look at the world that way, you often then find that they look at their own lives that way too, that there's not an intentional, well, let's see, I'm trying to get to this point. What steps would be wise to take and what might derail me and what would I like to avoid because I'm heading in this direction and this is important to me, you know? Yeah, that life is kind of like driving. If we drive without watching out the front window and having a, a goal where we're driving to, we might end up in a ditch or yeah. lost, which is what happens to me all the time. Yeah, or if we <laughs> get a ditch, the if lost. If we get absorbed in listening to a podcast, we might not get make it somewhere we're going. Yeah. <laughs> not that that has ever happened to any of the three of us in this room. Mm -hmm. no, Very indeed. <laughs> All right, so basic social skills, intentionality, setting goals and strategies. Um, how about critical thinking? How does that play into character development? Mm. Oh my goodness. Like for a young person to say, 
what I'm reading here on the internet is this good information. Like when George Washington said, everything you read on the internet is reliable. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> but so, so much of what you read in media is, you know, research says, and research didn't say, you know, it was a test done on 12 volunteers not generalizable to the population. Like young people need to be able to read, not with a critical eye is in, I am, I'm being obnoxious, but just saying, is this accurate information? Is it useful for me? Absolutely. I even had a little session with my 82 year old dad recently. We had this whole conversation about how to know what to believe that you read or hear. And we talked about how to explore and how to like evaluate and in particular with trying to look things up on the internet. It was uh, fascinating. We both learned a lot. Yeah, we had a class discussion in my World Lit class at our local homeschool umbrella um, just this week. And one of my students said, uh, I think that we could change the entire course of the next generation if we just put a bunch of propaganda on Wikipedia. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Said, that so is brilliant. True. <laughs> that is brilliant because that's where people are getting their information from and they're yeah. not following through to then filter out hmm, what might be true and what might not be. Mm-hmm. So One of the things that helps with critical thinking is for young people and us older people is to know what our presuppositions are. Mm-hmm. Like what is the filter that we are viewing the universe through? Mm-hmm. Because it covers how we oh, think about yes. things and sometimes we can miss some valuable information if we're not aware of, of what we're filtering through. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah, and everybody's got a lens. Yep, absolutely. It's not a bad thing. It just is what it is. So So we have a a Christian worldview presupposition. You know, we presuppose there's a God and a Christ. Mm. And so we look at things through that lens. And for our young people to be aware, this is how we look at things. And other people look at it through a different lens. What are you going to do with that information? Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, so if we are all coming at life and we're looking at things through our lenses, then that means that sometimes communication is not going to be natural and easy and smooth. So how about communication skills, especially when there are differences of worldview or lens? Mm -hmm. How can we help our kids learn to be good communicators? You were telling us about your girls the yeah. other day. Yeah, yeah my, I actually had a conversation with, with uh, one of my daughters this morning, and she and, and her twin are about to sign a lease for an apartment next year, and they're going to be uh, seven girls sharing a five-bedroom apartment. And so it's cheaper to do that than live in the dorms. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they're eager for this new experience and everything. And the as the conversation went on, there's been a lot of discussion about the lease and what does it mean, and they've been very eager to sit down with us and have us go through that with them. And then today we started talking about, so they're going to meet together and they have this adorable term. They call each other the Froomies because they're the future roomies. <laughs> and um, so she was asking me, so mom, we're all going to get together today and talk and go through any last minute questions before we all sign the lease. What else do you think we should have? And she read me her great list and everything. And I said, it may seem early, but what about how you're going to communicate with one another? What are you going to do when there's a conflict? Because you know, with seven people living in one space, and you all have different lenses, as much as you have known each other and you know that you have some real common important things, that you're going to have differences of opinion, and you're going to have times that you rub up against each other 
and even butt heads. And so it's a really good idea to start talking about that now. What are some of the things that are most important to each of you? And then just like talk about the process of how you're going to resolve things when things do get confusing or uh, conflicted. Very good. Very good. Yeah, a lot of good communication skill, especially when you're a young adult, comes from simply recognizing that not everyone is seeing the situation the same way you are. Just reminding yourself, okay, they may not be looking at this the same way I am. That whole benefit of the doubt thing, Mm. indeed, that a lot Mm -hmm. of people are not malicious even when they are strongly disagreeing with you about something. They simply see it from a very different perspective. Yeah. And that that's a really empowering tool to put in your kid's toolbox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the other thing I, I always, that my husband and I actually learned early in our marriage that was like a huge thing for us is just try to think where the other person's coming from. You know, try, not that necessarily you're in their shoes, but what is important to them in this situation And instead of how can it be, how can I get my way and how can it be that I win? How can we get to a win-win place? It sounds basic, but it's so huge, Mm -hmm. so very huge. Mm -hmm. Even just talking about the ways that people speak, it varies a lot. Um, Once you, when you have a lot of kids and then they start getting married, suddenly you have a whole lot of families (laughs) who are connected to one another. And I have a lot of kids and a lot of them are married now. So we see this um, interesting process as kids who were raised, uh, first of all, we're a blended family. So already right there, we've got, we've got different sets of parents. We've got birth parents and step parents, um, different styles of communication. Some families are very, very loud. Some families are very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, some families, when someone is upset, that person gets quieter and quieter. Mm. Um, my sisters and I used to joke about the fact that the only time that my dad ever became a little bit scary was when he was speaking so softly that you could barely hear him (laughs) because when (laughs) my dad did not get angry often, but when he did, he got quieter and more precise and just very, very reserved and controlled. And we were like, Oh no, daddy's mad. (laughs) And you do in the imitation of him was scary. (laughs) And, And yet in my house, it got scary when the rafters shook because right. my dad was yelling so loudly. Right. Yeah, so even even learning that the differences in speech, it's yeah. so, so... What things it's okay to laugh about for one family versus what it's okay to laugh about in another. You're coming at things with all of these presuppositions. Right, yeah. One of the things that we were very blessed with in our homeschool area were there are a lot of families. Mm. And so to have a homeschool youth group was one of the things that was a priority. And in the group, we never told the kids, hey, we're teaching you social skills or character development, but we had them play games where they had to practice talking to the new person or problem solving with each other and team building with each other. Like we had these games that built those skills. And so they thought they were either having fun or doing group suffering, which we told them, which was good for their souls. Uh, But in doing that, then they were getting life skills out of that that made them have the kind of characters that they could um, feel confident about life afterwards. Mm -hmm. So homeschool youth groups, it was kind of controversial when we first started them back in the day, but (laughs) it was was a wonderful thing. But yeah, those practical situations where you're guiding the socialization just a little bit, you're modeling it, and then you're guiding them and and playing it out. Um, So let's talk about when you're in a group situation and you have to collaborate 
and perhaps someone has to take a turn leading and others have to take a turn following. Let's talk about collaborating, leadership, and followship. We're going to come up with a new word today. Love like it. they might run into situations like that in real life? In real life. You think? Weird. That's, that's crazy. Wow. <laughs> Never would have thought that. Hmm. Well, yeah, I'm, group projects, collaborative skills. What can we do here? I, I mean, I'm teaching a leadership class right now, and one of the things I just talked to my kids about the other day, I'll give a, a plug to Michael Hyatt. He had a great post the other day. Um, and it was about five qualities of a good follower. And the way I build my class is that at some point in our lives, we, there are times when we need to be leaders and there's times when we need to be followers. And even the person who feels like they're the least of a leader, they're going to be a leader somewhere. Mm -hmm. They're going to be a leader in their family. They might be a leader between in their marriage, you know, somewhere you're going to be a leader. Um, and so we read through these five qualities of a of a follower, and they are actually identical to the my some of my favorite qualities of a leader. And they're about, um, you know, knowing your role, and they're about being um, being obedient to the to the vision or the goal or the team or the leader or whatever, and being a servant and um, being humble, all those kind of things. Yeah, actually, for some of our kids, we have to help them see that they need to be leaders sometimes, that they need to step up, um, that it may not be their natural inclination. They may not be someone who likes to be up front. That doesn't mean that they still should not cultivate leadership skills. And then some of our kids who are alphas by nature yeah, yeah, need yeah. to be taught how important it is to have good followship skills Indeed. too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for our kids to know that, that being part of a group or an organization means that you are part you know a good character is you're part of something so either a leader or a follower somewhere you're a part and so people who are part of something do something for the vision of the organization so yeah you, you talk to the new people or you stay later and clean up our kids have all done mm -hmm. plenty of that uh, you know that when you are a member of a church if you just go sit in the back pew and go in and out, you're not part of what's going on. You're part when you're advancing the cause. It works in the workplace, it works in organizations, and that's a, a character development skill that they can carry into life. Excellent, so let's just build right on that. Advancing the cause means that you have to choose to discern what the mission of a group or a situation is. You have to, um, learn to notice the things that point you in the direction that will make it possible for you to connect Indeed, with that yes. and advance it. And so teaching our kids to understand that there is a vision and a mission to most endeavors and certainly to most collaborative situations and that they can intentionally connect with that and advance it. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just recently, um, uh, the pastor at our church actually used the phrases critic, consumer, and creator mm -hmm. to refer to the, the mindset that people come into a group with often in a community of any kind, whether it's a church or, or something else. They either come in as a critic, sitting back and picking and choosing what's being done right and what's not, mm -hmm. or they come in to just get what they can get from it. They're a consumer, and they can come in with a creator mindset, which is, hmm, what are we building here? And I would like to be a part of building something here. So a good character is to join the creators. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that uh, Critic, creator, and, and consumer. consumer. I love it. 
Yeah. yeah. I think I'm sharing that on Thursday. Yeah, it's pretty groovy. All right, so props to, to Keith Miller Thank from you, Life Keith. Path Church, Delaware. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's wrap this up for today um, with, this is my new little, my little catchphrase. I said this and Vicki and Kim said, hey, that was pretty good. We should say that. So I'm going to say it. You cannot micromanage your kids into adulthood. No. You can't do it. There's a whole lot of micromanaging that you can do to control behavior in young kids. But you can't just keep doing that and have them ready to go into adulthood. We've, we've got to be equipping our kids to be self-directed and to take ownership of their own character development. And these teen years is a really important time to do that through these social situations. We've shared lots of, of ideas for social situations, but even through curriculum. Um, Vicki, talk a little bit about this idea of, of modeling on paper. So, you know, uh, one of our kids, one of the things our kids need uh, is role models. And those are good in real life, but even more so on paper. As they are reading literature, they are getting negative role models or positive role models. And so if they have enough positive role models, either the authors themselves, like C.S. Lewis is one of my favorite, oh, yeah. um, or the, the characters, characters in the books, uh, that they can learn skills and, and examine their presuppositions and make decisions based on what they see their paper role models do. Excellent. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times uh, my kids have teased me for wanting to be Atticus Finch when I grow up. <laughs> Atticus Finch is not real. I know that. He's the father in To Kill a Mockingbird. But I want to be Atticus Finch when I grow up, you know, because that was a really powerful role model for me in eighth grade when I read I'd like that to book. be Lucy Pevensey. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, you've actually been a really good role model because my kids have mentioned Atticus Finch, too, as being something to aspire to. <laughs> Yeah, man. There you go. There yeah, you go. man. Yeah, actually, some of our most popular, especially most pinned on Pinterest posts, have been lists of books for character development. Mm. So that you're meeting your literature needs in high school and you're reading a broad variety of genres of literature biographies and um, missionary stuff and um, nonfiction and fiction all, all across the, the genres there. But with the intention of good character development through role models on paper. Indeed, yes. Mm -hmm. All right. And we, then we've talked about these guided socialization experiments. Um, what about other kinds of curriculum that's also going to help build character? We, we've got literature. We want them to do good reading. Can we suggest some ways to use electives in high school for character development? So if they take philosophy, they really should take philosophy. You know, even non-philosophers should have a little bit so that they can examine their presuppositions and be aware of them and make choices. So that's a, an excellent elective for anybody. Some, some kids are just born to do that, but everybody should be exposed. And for the ones that aren't born to, if they can take it in a group with some of the kids who are, who yeah, they like, yeah. who they are comfortable with, yeah. it gives them a really neat way to kind of process yeah. some of those things that are not second nature to them. So Sabrina's son, who uh, is the 
examiner of intentionality, yeah, um, by his request, asked my uh, oldest son, who's the philosopher, to do a curriculum for him. So uh, Seven Sisters Homeschool has that. Philosophy in Four, four Questions, questions. Yes. by Dr. Micah Tillman, PhD. So, so it's oh, yeah. little bite-sized <laughs> chunks of, of real philosophy with real thinking skills in a fun format. Oh, written in the most conversational, delightful oh. style. You will feel like Micah is your buddy as you're reading through this stuff. And you will also go, hmm, because it's some really amazingly thought-provoking stuff, but so approachable. And so. then they, they should do, of course, the book list. So mm -hmm. to, to do intentional character development and sometimes study guides, you know, mm -hmm. the, the over-promoting sevensistershomeschool.com. <laughs> and every teen and every grown-up periodically should revisit their personal mission statement. And a lot mm. of times teens have no idea what that's about. Yep. Unfortunately, sometimes adults have no idea what mm -hmm. a personal mission yeah. statement is all about. And to, to teach them about vision and mission and that God has a plan for them, you know, that's that's what mission statements are. And to yeah. um, go to some sisters home school. That, I mean, the reason why we have these things is because we believe in them so Yeah, very and there were needs, and so we developed them for the kids, and the kids have vetted them over the years, and but yeah, so Exactly. We, we don't <laughs> exist because we said, ooh, let's make some money by selling curriculum. Yeah, we said, yeah, God yeah. gave yeah. us all this cool stuff. We should share it. Yeah. So that's where it came yeah. from. More Titus too, and we probably yeah. need to dedicate an entire episode to personal mission statement at some yes. point. But if you're trying yeah. to just get your brain around it and it's not even a phrase that you're familiar with, go to sevensistershomeschool.com and um, search for it. There's a writing your personal mission statement guide. It's just a little inexpensive, um, mm. something a dollar ninety nine or something like yeah. that, I believe, in the mm -hmm. ebook store. But there are also blog posts yes. that talk about the importance of developing a personal mission statement and doing that with your teens. Mm -hmm. So, so I have a, a little commercial. All right. Stop for, for a commercial it. for Vicki. <laughs> so my my son, the junior in college, does the editing of the podcast. Yay, Yay, thank, thank you. you. He's, he's very long-suffering with the goofy things that these mothers do here. Apparently, I keep picking up coffee mugs and making noise. I, Sorry. And I took off my bracelets. So <laughs> and I ate breakfast. I'm not sure if I'm the stomach growler or not, but I ate breakfast today. I really try to be very professional in our glamorous garage studios. Yeah, I try not to school, but, <laughs> but we want you to feel like you're actually here with us, and that we are not sister. robots. There you go. Okay. So anyway, I'm sorry. So, the commercial. Okay. So he edits. He and 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 uh, my son-in-law actually did the music for the podcast. Oh, so, sweet. Yeah. Ruby little too. Yeah. So okay. Anyway, Seth would like. Like for everybody to please go to so uh, to uh, who are we the homeschool high school, school podcast. podcast and leave a review and he found a much easier way because he's young and we're old ladies yeah <laughs> my 27 steps to leaving a review from a few episodes ago was <laughs> by not the way very today helpful. is sabrina's birthday <laughs> birthday oh thank y'all so on your iphone according to seth and i practiced so it did work yeah. all right so i didn't leave a review though um you go on your iphone to your podcast app I'm doing it as we speak. All right. So you go to your podcast app and tap search. Um, search. Yeah. At the bottom of the screen. So after you tap that, then go to the Homeschool High School podcast in the search bar. 
I am doing that too. Doing the that home, right there's now? a lot of homeschool stuff. I yeah, like I mean, this is a blessing to have so many options, but there's not all that much on high school. Right, so. and as soon as you get to high school, we are the only ones that pop up. Yeah, and there so you, you see down at the bottom of the screen, you see the icon for the Homeschool High School podcast. There's a very nice icon that my daughter. Wow. <laughs> all in the this family. is what homeschoolers do, the right? The talented you know? Tillman. All right, Woo. so um, then you tap review up mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. three quarters away up the screen and you write a review so you'll see hey, the little grayed yeah. out bar on details reviews is just right next to that and there you go isn't that the coolest thing That's so this awesome. is why you have 19 year old sons is they help with this beautiful there thank you, you thank you seth we yeah appreciate the uh, way to go seth the editing and the tutorial on how to leave a review. And why would people want to leave reviews? Because it will help other homeschoolers find us. So if you have found the Homeschool High School podcast to be a blessing and encouragement to you, if you will leave a review, it will help the search little spiders that look for things on the internet. It will help them find us when other people are looking for homeschool high school help. So it will make us sticky like the spiders can grab us. <laughs> I just confused okay, that's Sabrina. Just really weird. <laughs> Sorry, please, please come tell us how you like us. All right, perhaps we had too much coffee this morning. Hey, and on that note, we're going to encourage you to come to sevensistershomeschool.com and check out the blog posts there. Clearly, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we do offer lots of practical suggestions. Boy, it has just gone completely south in our glamorous garage studio. (laughs) I have lost my two co-hosts to hysterics. Seth might be doing a lot of editing today. I'm sorry, Seth. He just might be. He just might be. And we hope that you will find lots of things there to strengthen your high school experience in your homeschool. We are also grateful to our fabulous sponsor, the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, which you can find at ultimateradioshow.com, and there are lots of homeschool podcasts there Mm -hmm. for you to check out, and so we encourage you to go there as well. And uh, I wonder if they're sticky. (laughs) (laughs) Should we ask them? You know, George Washington once wrote a blog post on the internet that said that research indicates that most homeschool podcasters are indeed sticky. So that's what I read. Now see what your critical thinking skills can do with that one. Oh my. And that ends our episode on character development. Clearly, we are a bunch of characters at SevenSistersHomeschool.com, and we hope that when you join us and are the seventh sister, you will chuckle along with us. So thanks for being here, and we'll see you next time. Have a great day.